listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. All right, here we go. Big W last night for the uh, Swift Current Broncos. 6-4 win in Lethbridge after an empty net goal. Uh, Three-point night for Raf Pelche. Two goals and an assist. And uh, Carson King continuing to put up points at a toward pace. Bosch, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun one to watch. I'm not sure what coaches, Coach Pratt's assessment would be of it, but for the fans, a good one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great game to watch. And obviously to see the team kind of fight their way back from losing a 2-0 and a 4-2 lead to get it back there with the the. Five on three power play goal. I mean, when you get an opportunity like that for over a minute, uh, it, it almost becomes a must-score situation because the momentum can swing so quickly back in the other team's favor if they're able to kill that off. So, big five on three power play goal from uh, from Pelche, and then kept it to a one-goal game all the way to the final seconds when Pelche got the empty netter. So, huge win for the team. Um, you know, that, those are the two teams who are trying to pull themselves away from the pack in the playoff picture, and for the Broncos to win on the road in Lethbridge, go six-one and one against the Hurricanes this year, uh, the Broncos all of a sudden are sitting alone in the uh, seventh spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's going to be tough to stay there, though, with uh, so many teams with games in hand as we get to the uh, the end of the regular season here. Our feature guest on the podcast this week is going to be uh, forward Carson King, one of the members of that 04 draft class that uh, or that 2019 draft class of 04 born players that have just really stepped up. Carson King, what can you say about him? Seven game point scoring streak, nine points over those seven games. He scored 90 seconds into last night's contest. What's he been doing right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. Uh, I think it's totally just a confidence thing for him. Um, you know, a guy who came in to the hub part way through the year, got into one game, the last game of the year, picked up an assist in his first WHL game, and then uh, you know wanted to be a full time guy this year. And it's not easy to to break into the league as a as a 17 year old. And uh, you know, it took him a while to find his way, trying to fight himself into the lineup first of all, and then uh, stay there, and then contribute at the same time. And you know, he finally got that first goal February 11th in Brandon, uh, with a lot of family in the stands and some friends there as well. And it was just seems like a, a switch went off for him after he got that first goal. Uh, the confidence changed. He became a different player, and uh, now he's a guy who's creating every single game. And, and as you said, a seven-game point streak. He's got 16 points in his last 19 games since scoring that goal. So he's found a way to, to be a fringe guy, to being a regular, to now being a regular contributor offensively. And to get that type of scoring from uh, from guys lower in the lineup down the stretch here is so important. So great to see what Carson's been doing, and you hope that he can just kind of keep it rolling here down the stretch. And it, he's on a line that's really performing and producing right now with Connor Vidston and Josh Davies. Three very different players that seem to be clicking. Yeah, you got uh, Davies, obviously, who's the who's the bull in the china shop, running over everybody he can. And you know Carson's got the size to play that way, but he's certainly got the hands and the and the ability to to make a difference with his scoring, as we've seen. And then Connor Vidston is the is the skill guy and the, kind of the defensive specialist, but also contributes offensively with over 30 points this year and has been great on draws, uh, especially in recent months here. Uh, you know, I certainly found a home in the face-off circle in big situations. So that line, like you said, it's three guys who kind of play a different style of game, but they all mesh together so well that it's worked out uh, very well for the team uh, in recent games as well. I mean, Josh Davies, I think, has eight points in his last seven games uh, in this little stretch here too. So that line has found a way to contribute regularly. And, and like I said, the depth scoring is so important for every team, especially uh, this time of year when the games mean that much more. Well, exactly. And two very meaningful games coming up this weekend. Uh, one at the Innovation Credit Union, IPLEX, uh, 
uh, Friday night. Calgary Hitmen are in town, a team that uh, the locals are trying to create some separation from. Yeah, exactly. And Calgary, you know, that's a team who, when you look at their uh, playoff picture, their next three games, two against Swift Current Friday, Sunday, and then I think they play Lethbridge on Wednesday. They kind of have to win all three of those games if they want to keep themselves relevant here. They've got six games left with 54 points, which is four back of Lethbridge, five back of Swift Current. So this is a team that's, uh, you know, you, you almost want to say they're a desperate team. They know they have to win, and if they don't, their their playoff hopes could be coming to an end here. So you'd have to expect that from Calgary hitting in. Um, you know, I'm sure the coach would tell them they don't think about it that way, and they just kind of take it the one game at a time like the Broncos have been doing. But, um, you know, that's a team that's kind of top-heavy offensively with their top line, uh, big separation between those three guys and the rest of the team when it comes to their scoring. So when that line's on the ice, you know, they're looking to create a ton of offense, and uh, the Broncos did a great job of shutting down the whole team on Sunday when they shut them out 3 nothing. So they're fresh on the mind uh, heading into Friday's game and looking forward to, to being back on home ice after uh, a couple of games on the road. All right, this is the Broncos This Week podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. In uh, the next little bit, we'll have a chat with Carson King. He'll be our feature guest this week, the forward on that aforementioned uh, seven-game point scoring streak. But in the much more immediate future, we'll chat with head coach Devin Pratt on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Coach's segment with head coach Devin Pratt on the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, Devin, we, uh, that was a fun one to watch last night. I know sometimes games that are fun for fans maybe aren't <laughs> as uh, enjoyable for coaches, but uh, how do you break down your team's uh, 6-4 W last night and a tough rink to win in in Lethbridge? Yeah, that's one of the games that takes a few days off your life, I think, as a coach. <laughs> just uh, you know, having the lead twice, uh, seeing it evaporate both times being two goals leads. But um, you know, hats off to our guys for sticking with it and finding a way. Um, it is a tough road uh, game to play and a rink to go into. So for our guys to get the jump like we did, I thought we were really good in the first period. Um, and then there was that extended delay. Unfortunately, someone got injured and hoping that they're okay in the intermission there. And it just seemed that we kind of lost our momentum a little bit and they came out uh, heavy in the in the second. So I, again, I like the response. Once they tied it up, uh, we found a way to get too quick. And then uh, I thought, uh, you know, giving up one late in the second, their third one was going to hurt us a little bit and then they found one early in the third so it had opportunities to come off the rails and uh, fortunate enough you know everyone pulling the rope and doing a job the boys were able to keep it on and uh, see it through so uh, we'll take that and run and we've seen this somewhat a lot here recently where your team has had leads and then the other team has come back, but your team has found a way to kind of stick with it and get that lead back. So I think it speaks volumes to the, the mental fortitude that your team has built up as the season's gone along. Yeah, and just a belief, you know, that uh, that we're going to see it through, that we're going to play a full 60 and give ourselves the best opportunity. And, um, you know, the, we're playing against good hockey teams uh, night in and night out, and everyone's got a lot of pride and a lot of purpose down here, um, down these this final stretch. So, um, you know, the games aren't over till they're over and um, it's important for our guys that we continue that um, you know we don't let uh, a bounce that doesn't go our way or a call that doesn't go our way derail us we stay uh, stay on the rails and, and see it through so really proud of our group and I think it's a tremendous growth we've shown since the start of the year and hats off to the mental performance consultant Kyle McDonald and the job he does and just the language he uses and the keys that he's given the guys and the tools to be able to um, you know 
be present, be in the moment, and, and give their best performances, peak performance, night in and night out. Yeah, and, you know, with this team, a lot of folks look at the Broncos' schedule because you have a handful of teams that are all vying for that final playoff spot. And people will say, oh, Swift has the easiest schedule. There, there's no easy wins in this league, though, night in and night out. No, for sure. And, I mean, I guess if that's one way to look at it, then the other side is that we had a tougher schedule to get to this point. Yep. You know, so we had a little bit of heavier lifting earlier on. Um, but we identified that in our schedule, too, um, coming down that last stretch where we had a little bit of a tough phase with some Winnipegs, Edmonton, uh, two each against them with Red Deer and then a Moose Jaw. And uh, we felt coming out of that, we had uh, 10 of our last 11. We're going to be against the four teams we're battling with for that last two playoff spots. And uh, we had to do a job and fortunate to this point and hats off to the guys that um, we found a way. We found a way to this point and it, uh, you know, we just kind of push it on down the line and take care of our own business and hopefully can we conceal our own fate and uh, you know Friday is our next focus we just had Carson King on as our featured guest and he talked about how your team has kind of adopted the pressure as a privilege mindset heading into each game knowing that yes they these are pressure filled games and almost borderline must win games for your team but your team has found a way to win now six of your last seven games against teams that you kind of have to try and fend off for playoff positioning so how happy are you to see your guys kind of leaning into that mentality and, uh, and running with it here for sure I mean this is the this goes right back to the first interviews they had in training camp when they used the language of one wanting to be a playoff team. Um, so being down this stretch, the pressure is on. Pressure is a privilege. Let's embrace it. Um, let's stand up. Let's be counted for. And, you know, we we talk in our room a lot too, and the, the boys brought up like a must win. And really myself, I look at it as a must perform. Um, there's a lot of energy behind a must win when things are going good they can feel like they're going too good when they're going bad there can be a lot of anxiety around that and it can feel like things are really you're losing grip on things and that's where you know uh, when we have a two two nothing lead next thing you know it's two two we're just worried about performing not winning just perform um, you know focus on the process the results will take care of themselves and that's the the time of year it's a must perform you got to show up every night you got to perform and give yourself the best opportunity at success and the results will take care of themselves. Yeah, more on Carson King. He's our feature guest. We're going to hear uh, from him in just a little bit here. But uh, talk about what he's brought up to the lineup over the past month or so. You know, seven-game point scoring streak and just uh, finding ways to put the puck in the net. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great player. Um, he's got a great head for the game. Uh, I think he's, he's paid his dues here um, throughout the year of just getting the mobility and getting up to speed at this level. And uh, there's, you know, there's very few guys you want with a puck hash mark in over him um just he has that that touch and that ability uh, and you know what he's been he's been rewarded for his patience and for his hard work here uh and he's really given us some depth scoring uh that line has stepped up and uh, as you say seven game point streak for those guys is pretty special this time of year when the pressure's on they're finding ways to contribute night in and night out so we're really happy with carson and looking forward to him to uh continuing to rise to the occasion here and what can you say about the other depth scoring you've got? I mean, a guy like Carter Stepping's got four goals in his last seven games as well. Uh, you know, earlier in the year it was kind of the Matthew Wards and Josh Filmans and Rafael Peltier who were driving the bus, and now you've got some other guys who are stepping up down the stretch here when the games uh, really start to matter that much more as they go along. I think that's, you know, 
super important uh, for any team uh, entering this phase of the year. Uh, you know, home ice is important. So when you have a home game, you control the changes, you control the checks. You get on the road and, uh, you know, you're just getting fresh guys on the ice and trying to put them into different zones and different opportunities and have a little bit of a pulse for that. But you don't control who the other team puts out. So it's so important for our group that, you know, we're not a, just a one-headed monster, we're a two-headed monster, three, four-headed. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Bernie, Hurley, and Gouldy have done a great job here down this stretch as well, finding a way to get on the score sheet, contributing to the games night in and night out. Uh, and that's what we need. We need depth scoring. We need uh, uh, all 20 guys pulling the rope here. You have a young team, the youngest team in the league. Uh, you know, we're talking about the subject of depth and everything, but uh, great night last night on the stat sheet for Raphael Pelche, one of the uh, vets on this team. You know, talk about his efforts from uh, from one night ago. Yeah, um, Raph's continued to uh, step up here for us. Um, you know, he's a guy who comes to the rink every day high energy uh, has a great attitude and just embraces the grind he's ready to work um, every day chop wood and carry water and he's got a great skill set um, you know he's got a great shot and he's got a good motor so um, he's found a way to score some big goals for us here down the stretch as well um, which is important and I think it's a little bit of a reward in the investment in a, in a veteran player and and wanting to see the best of him here in a Bronco jersey um, and you know he's taken taken off I don't know uh, exactly his career numbers going into this season but I think he would have been around 25 30 points kind of in his career and now he's sitting at 46 on the season he's a goal away from 20 so uh, really happy with where he's at and proud of him and uh, you know again we're just looking for him to continue this down the stretch we've talked about the uh, Josh Fluker games played situation with his U18 team hosting Western Regionals got into his eighth game of the year uh, in Lethbridge yesterday your team is seven and one in games that Josh Fluker plays in and for a young guy like that to have such an impact on the game the way that he does uh, just so encouraging to see him performing at this level already as an underager yeah uh, can't say enough really about the job he's done as a as a 15 year old and you know you you quickly forget that he is 15 just by the way he plays and the poise he has out there um, the maturity he shows in his game so he is a dynamic skater that if he ever gets himself in trouble he's able to skate himself out of it uh, he manages pucks extremely well uh, manages the ice well knows when to go when not to go and where to be and how to support and uh, we're extremely excited about the future with Josh and, and proud of what he's done here to date and uh, he's got a great mentality I mean he shows up and um, you know there's no moments that are too big for him he's prepared for it and he, he embraces it. You've had some APs in and out of the lineup in uh, in recent weeks is that a trend that's uh, going to continue over the next uh, couple weeks here and off the year? Well it just all depends uh, I think it's we're at the point of the year where um, you know getting someone experienced isn't as important as it is as icing the uh, most competitive lineup we can every night. So that's going to be the stress and the importance here um, down the stretch is that we're going to put the, the 20 players in that are healthy and, and available to us um, uh, in the lineup that night and what we believe is going to give us the best opportunity at success. Doubleheader this weekend against the Calgary Hitmen, Friday at home, Sunday afternoon on the road. Just saw them this past Sunday, 3 nothing win at the Scotiabank Saddlehome. So I guess uh, fresh on the mind getting ready for the weekend set here. Yeah, I mean, we know the opponent. Uh, we know them well um, to this point in the year, and uh, we kind of looked at that as a kind of separate little best-of-three series um, with them for our group to kind of focus in on. So we took game one on the road, and now the focus is on game two at home. Uh, we'll we'll put all our investment and our time and energy into Friday night here, and then we'll flush it, and uh, good, bad, or ugly, we'll look to uh, reset and get back there Sunday and do a job again. So uh, we're excited about, uh, you know, the momentum we're building as 
as a group and the the buzz that we have kind of around the community and our last home game here uh, the fan support that we had was uh, uh, energizing it was uh, it was very exciting so for our guys it's uh, you know it's an exciting time of year to be playing meaningful hockey and purposeful games and we just want to continue to keep our head down and keep working taking one step after another three home games left all on Friday nights you got to like that from uh, from a number of different perspectives um, in terms of your roster right now looking at uh, the most recent WHL weekly injury report still one name on there Caleb Y. Rostock uh, what can you tell us about his progress yeah Caleb's kind of progressing from a week to week into more of a day-to-day and we're hoping that uh, he can be available for us here within uh, you know a week to 10 days um, if need be so it's going to be a comfort level for him and uh, we'll see where we can get uh, with that head coach Devin Pratt on the Broncos this week podcast thanks a bunch for doing this man thank you guys you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. All right, time for the feature guest portion of the show. We got Carson King forward joining us. And uh, Carson, last few games, uh, things have been going right for you. I think seven game point scoring streak now, nine points across those seven games. Uh, what kind of bounces have been going your way? What's been happening out there that's made it click? Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, taking taking the opportunity that I've been given. And, uh, you know, it's easy to play with Davies and Havidston there. You know, they get me the puck when I'm – I've sort of been in the right place at the right time. And just it's all about confidence. And I've given a whole lot of that over the, over the last couple of weeks here. And it's been, uh, I think, now 16 points in your last 19 games since you got that first goal under your belt here. So you're almost a point-per-game pace over the past month and a half, two months here. So, you know, we talked about it just before the game on Wednesday, just – how much of a relief was that off your shoulders getting that first goal and knowing that okay I've got the first one now I can really focus on just kind of playing day in day out yeah I think that was the biggest thing for me you know just getting that first one off the getting the monkey off the back and uh, just sort of took off from there and got gained my confidence as the next few weeks went on and just sort of work working out for me here now with the opportunity I've been given with injuries and uh it's uh, going well. Yeah, and you know, right off the hop, I love that you gave props to your line mates, uh, Vidston and Davies. What's it like playing with those two? Are you getting tired of getting into post whistle scrums because <laughs> Dave just hammered someone? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like Davies, he's a, he's one of the toughest guys in the league. It's uh, definitely a guy I wouldn't want to play against, and he's uh, so easy to play with. You know, he has so much speed, and you give him a puck on the wall, and he's gone like that. And same with Vidston, he's got so much speed and his playmaking abilities as well. You know, I'm I find my place in front of the net, and he'll find me every time. And it seems like everybody's contributing now obviously the the top end guys were kind of running the offense for a long time there but now it really seems like in recent weeks that everybody's contributing here offensively so how how great is it to see that just about everybody's finding the back of the net here recently yeah it's good you you know uh it's good to have some depth throughout the lineup and for everybody to be contributing to that is going to help us win games especially late in the season here going into playoffs too yeah last night it must have been must have felt good to get one early you know you open the scoring just over a minute in uh we'll we'll get you to break that one down for us Uh, it was a nice play with you and your line mates there yeah basically you know Davies did most of the work he stripped the D-man out of the puck and uh, we sort of were on the run for a two-on-one there and he slid it across to me and just sort of made a move and slid it to my back end and was fortunate enough the goalie bit on it so. and what's kind of wondered about that when you're coming to the net when do you decide that you're going to deke as opposed to shoot is it when you take the pass and you kind of see what the goalie's positioning is or are you all the way to the net from your own zone knowing that you're going to deke if you get the pass honestly don't really think about it at all I just sort of got the puck and that's what I did don't 
don't didn't think anything of it, and uh, fortunate enough, uh, was went in. <laughs> yeah, and and that was quite the game last night too. You know, back and forth. Uh, you built up an early lead. The opposition responded, took the lead. They responded again, but uh, you know, a big two points after what was a really really good competitive hockey game. Yeah, it was definitely huge for us. You know, Lethbridge been playing uh, really good hockey as of late, and uh, we know what we had to do to come out with a win, and it was a big two points for us. Not to say that your team hasn't been confident throughout the year, but now you got six wins in your last seven games, and basically all those wins have been teams that you kind of had to beat here down the stretch. Just what can you say about the confidence levels of, uh, of that group you got in the locker room right now? Yeah, I think everybody's built a lot of confidence here as of late. You know, these uh, these games coming down here are big for us, and these are big two-point games, and uh, I think we, we know what we got to do, and we, uh, we put ourselves in this position. You know, we have playoffs coming here for us, and uh, we know what we got to do to get to them. You got any more hockey-centric questions, Bosch, like about the immediate past? Because I always like to dive into like the personal hometown type stuff. So before we shift gears, I just want to make sure. We could, yes, because yeah. I remember talking to you, uh, I guess, two years ago now before you were part of the team full-time, and you said that you used to actually be a defenseman, and then you switched to forward. So tell us about uh, growing up playing defense before uh, being asked to make that switch to play forward. Yeah, you know, uh, I just sort of – I was sort of back and forth my whole life, like, you know uh, – we needed offense, so I'd go play some forward and score a few goals, and then uh, we needed some defense on the back end, so I'd go back and play a shifty, and it sort of all started to transition for me in uh, second year Bantam, and that's when uh, we were struggling with some offense a little, so our coach would throw me up, and uh, I just sort of grew a love for scoring goals, and uh, ever since then, I, I got drafted as a D, and I sort of talked it out with Swift, and I said, like, is it okay if I can make this transition, and they were uh, really good to me, and they let me do it, and here I am now. Wow, so you're one of the the rare guys where a move to Swift Current Saskatchewan is actually a step up in population from your hometown. We were just talking about this before the podcast and the off headset chat. Tell us about Warren, Manitoba. Yeah, it's a small town. You know, everybody knows everybody. And uh, actually, our family's pretty well known there. My uh, my papa, he was a counselor for over 20 years. And my dad's been in the council business, too. And he was uh, actually the Reeve for a while there. So everybody knew him. He's always getting the phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the hockey rink is the same way. You know, everybody knows everybody. And uh, just grew up there. My brothers have a key. Dad has a key. Just so to always open the door and go in there whenever he felt like it. And what can you tell us about your dad, Trevor? I know he's pretty well-traveled. He's been to a lot lot of games not only the ones in manitoba but of course here he was in red deer in calgary this past weekend uh, really seems like he tries to take every opportunity he can to come and watch you play yeah i know my family you know ever since the start they've been so supportive of me and uh obviously it was a tough go for me at the start uh not much confidence and whatnot but they they stuck with me through it all and fortunate enough uh, it was my dad's birthday there last weekend in red deer so uh, it was good to uh, sort of get on the score sheet for him and then in calgary too as well yeah, you know, and we always like to do the Billet family shout-outs as well. What's the what's the Billet situation? Uh, the Billets are awesome for me. You know, they're, uh, they've taken me in, and they uh, treat me like I'm real family, like I'm a son to them, and uh, they've been nothing but great. They uh, always ask me what I want for food and things like that. I always got a lunch prepared for me on the road. So. And their names? Uh, it's Lisa and Andrew, and then uh, the two kids are uh, Owen and Coleman. Now, I also remember we had you on the podcast during the Shorten Hub season because you joined the team uh, partway through the hub and you told us that you have a hockey rink in your barn back at home and if you ask people from outside of Canada what is the most Canadian cliche thing you could think of probably having a hockey rink in a barn would be that uh, tell us about this this uh, hockey rink you've got in your barn yeah basically uh, you know I wasn't around to use it this year but I think my dad still uh, made it for my little brother there but uh, basically we've got a warm-up room in there it's got the hose and it keeps the hose warm from freezing and you open up the door in the back of the barn and basically flood it and let it freeze 
trees and then shut the door and you're good to go stay out of the wind and <laughs> and that's like weather conditions are still conducive for that like climate change hasn't killed the the barn rink like it stays naturally frozen all season long yeah it's uh i think uh the last few years it's gone almost to the end of april and it uh, lasts quite a while so it's pretty fun in there one of those things where you're out there for hours on end and your parents are begging to come back inside or what yeah pretty much you know i think uh, dad gets a little mad at me for all the holes that are made in the wall but uh, <laughs> has, hasn't been any livestock in there for a while so <laughs> yeah what about uh free time what what keeps you busy you know uh, video games uh, any any shows that you're binging right now that you'd recommend uh you know as like before coming here i tell everyone like i never used to be a napper but you know just coming to the rink every day you're exhausted at the end of the day so i spend a lot of time napping to be honest with you but uh you know school takes up a lot of time too and then on my free time yeah i play quite a quite a bit of xbox with my brothers and some friends from back home but uh yeah that's pretty much me <laughs> how much you enjoying getting the uh, the full western league experience this year after what was a strange year in the hub uh, getting your first game in the last game of the year now you're a full-fledged western leaguer you're riding the bus across western canada here uh, what's kind of been the experience like for you uh, it's been good for me you know at the start it was tough sort of finding my role finding my place but uh, i sort of kept uh, dragging it out or not dragging it out but uh, sort of stuck with it and uh, you know it's all working out for me here now and uh just can't wait uh, for the years to come here. We have a good, pretty good team coming up, and it's going to be fun. Well, yeah, and let's talk about that because the uh, the 2019 draft class, like that was a draft that this organization had to hit on. And you look at our roster today versus who was picked then. You know, what's it like being a part of that dynamic 04 age group? You know, you, you're you're pushing hard for a playoff spot this year, but there's got to be some excitement when you think ahead the next two three years. Yeah, it's definitely definitely exciting. You know, we had a we had a great draft from our 04 class, but uh, you can't take any credit away from our 03s or any of the older guys. You know, they've uh, they've sort of guided us 04s throughout the way here, and uh, they're helping us find our spot and helping us fit in well. Who are some of the guys who were kind of helping you out earlier this year when you were trying to find your way here? Obviously, it's tough to break in as a 17-year-old in the league, and, you know, to, to get that first call off your back was obviously a huge relief for you. But in the early going, when things weren't going so well, who were some of the guys who were kind of helping you through that? You know, the the 20-year-olds were really good to me, even, like, some of the guys that had left uh, halfway through the year, like uh, Thiessen, he was good to me and Poulter and Nagy and then Eric Van Imp as well you know they've uh, they've been through the league they know what it's like and uh, they're just they're nothing but good yeah how has this season gone compared to like let's rewind a year ago things are just winding down in the hub you're getting set to play a full season of hockey hopefully in Swift Current which looks like is going to happen now <laughs> but you know is, expectations versus like what what were the expectations back then and how is that how's it gone well for me like coming into the year I was just honestly hoping to make the team you know uh, finding my spot on the team and then uh, sort of goals changed throughout the year I wanted to become a full-time roster guy and sort of fit myself in every night and sort of worked my way into that and now it's just about uh, sort of gaining my confidence and getting on the score sheet as much as I can and helping the team win crazy to think there's only four games left in the regular season for your team and uh, the playoff picture is not really any clearer now than it was about a month ago I think we kind of assumed at this point in the year we'd kind of know what was happening but not exactly the case here so heading into these last couple of games I know your team has really adopted that old cliche of the one game at a time thing but how is your team feeling coming into the rink each day and getting ready for the games as they get more and more important as the as they wind down you know I think we uh, we're sort of sort of going by the motto that uh, pressure is a privilege you know we uh, we put ourselves in this position and uh, we know what we got to do. We can't rely on other teams to win or lose games for us. We just got to, like you said, sort of take it one step at a time and one shift at a time and uh, 
just control what we can control. You know, Boch talked about uh, the first Western Hockey League goal happening for you a little bit more than a month ago. What, what, what happened to the puck? Because, you know, whenever someone scores their first WHL goal, you always love to see someone else on the ice go and grab it from, from in the net. Uh, where, where's yours? Uh, well, Bernie grabbed it for me, actually. The, the, one of the younger guys on the team, so that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of sitting in my stall there. It was actually quite a, quite a funny uh, time when I scored my goal there. The only person I could hear in the crowd was my mom screaming <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that was a that was a crazy night for me, and it was uh, definitely a big monkey off the back. It was uh, gl- I was glad to have my family there for that. Right on, Carson King in the midst of a seven-game point-scoring streak, nine points in those last seven games. Uh, our feature guest on Broncos this week. Thanks a bunch for doing this, man. Thanks a lot. You're listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original Sixteen. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and uh, our feature guest Carson King on the Broncos This Week podcast. Solid show as the team gets set for a little home-and-home action with the Calgary Hitmen. Yeah, three games in a row on the road now. The team gets to finish off the season here with three or four on home ice. So uh, it'll be great to get back on home ice. The crowd at the last home game as... uh, as Devin mentioned, was uh, was awesome. I think it was over 1,800 on the box score, which was the biggest crowd of the year by quite a large margin. So uh, it was great to see that. The fans obviously had a good time with that late goal by Pelche to beat Regina. And it's another important game here. Uh, you know, the Broncos trying to pull away from the pack in the playoff picture. The Hitmen trying to keep themselves relevant here down the stretch. So this is uh, kind of one of those four-point games once again, which we've seen a lot of in recent weeks for uh, for the Broncos. So should be a great atmosphere. Looking forward to, to seeing people back at the rink here again. And uh, hopefully the guys put on another good show, which they've done uh, pretty regularly here down the stretch. Yeah, exactly. The team's been playing really, really well, and they'll look to continue to do so this weekend. Home and home with Calgary. We'll see you at the rink tomorrow night, Friday night at uh, 7 o'clock face-off, and then We'll be able to follow the team this Sunday in the Scotiabank Saddledome. Yes, sir. Two o'clock game again. Uh, those Sunday games are almost always two o'clock starts in Calgary. So team's going to travel up on the Saturday, uh, get settled in. It's going to be different because usually when the team is playing in Calgary on a Sunday, they're coming in from Red Deer or Edmonton, so they don't arrive at the hotel until, you know, whatever, two o'clock in the morning. But uh, this time's going to be different. They're going to be traveling up the day before, so certainly going to be well-rested and ready to go for uh, another Sunday afternoon matinee in Calgary. Well, it's a good thing Calgary's just a quiet, small town with no distress. <laughs> Distractions for anyone <laughs> spending a Saturday night there. <laughs> and lots of family around too, a lot of guys who are from around there. So it's going to be great fun. Uh, there's always uh, uh, good, uh, a lot of Broncos fans whenever the team is there. I saw the. Uh, on the webcast on uh, on Sunday when the Broncos were there, there was a Josh Davies friendship tour sign uh, in the crowd there in Calgary. So that was awesome to see, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Broncos fans there again uh, this weekend. Well, yeah, we're making the trip. You know, big playoff push. So, yeah, my wife Christina and I will be uh, checking that game out in Sunday as well. Always nice to be able to watch a game as a fan when we don't have to work it. So that'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. We'll see everyone tomorrow night, finally Friday night, uh, 7.05 face-off against the Calgary Hitman. Have a good one. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.